I'll be watching you, Liz Parker, wherever you go. She also judges him for watching Oprah, to which I say, don't be an asshole. And then Amy DeLuca! Hello and welcome to Pass the Hot Sauce, a Roswell podcast. I'm Aliza Ora. I'm producer Ashley. And I'm Lorena Rose. And we're here to talk about every episode of the 1999 WB series, Roswell, one episode at a time and spoiler free. Today we are discussing season two, episode 12, We Are Family. According to IMDb, this is the episode where Lori Dupree, the girl who Isabel and Sheriff Valenti saved, suddenly claims she is being pursued by aliens, and the conflicting information on the case causes Valenti his job. Wow, that's spoilery. Uh, yeah. This episode, <laughs> <laughs> this episode first aired on the 29th of January 2001. It is directed by David Grossman and was written by Jason Kadams, Gretchen Berg, and Aaron Harberts. We have another. Jason Kadam's written episode. I have a feeling he's probably going to be part of this whole arc of the second half of the season. Yeah, it's a pretty big arc. Makes sense that he would want to have a little more say than normal. Mm -hmm. And I think we've said it before, but this is like the we're going into like my favorite part of season two and maybe of the series, this like series of episodes that we have coming up. So I'm excited. Yeah, this is um, and I feel like season two does this more than season one, where like, it's fewer standalone episodes. Once we get into the second half of the mm-hmm. season, it's really kind of just like these big stories that you know, like this episode ended with a cliffhanger, which we don't yeah. always get. So yeah. clearly, like the string of episodes are very connected. I love a good cliffhanger. <laughs> and this is a good one. Yes, it is. So we start this episode off in the sheriff's office, uh, where we continue our trend that like nobody can lie in Roswell. Like everybody oh my God, is so just bad. such terrible liars. Mm-hmm. And like I know they didn't have a chance to get their stories straight with each other, but they're all gonna get in trouble. Yeah, they they <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> also, so my first note in probably irrelevant to the pod but i just wanted to point it out to y'all isabel's outfit with the white i think it's like a white sweatshirt with a black sweatshirt under it and you can see like the black collar with the white shirt is very like buffy spiral weight of the world uh kind of look and i immediately was like that looks a lot like Buffy's outfit in those episodes, which is the opposite, which is the black with the white under, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Ashley, that is extremely relevant to this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it One, Isabel's outfits, and two, uh, you know, relating it to Buffy. Fair. Yeah. You're, yeah. Fair. Isabel's outfits are always important to me. There is, uh, there is a point in this episode where I was like, Damn, Isabel looks good, which we'll mm-hmm. get to later. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But back to the sheriff's station. Deputy Hansen is interviewing Max and Izzy, and the judge, which we did discover, is definitely played by Jason Kadams dad. Mm-hmm. Robert Kadams. Yeah. Someone messaged us on Instagram and told us that yes, it is his dad, and also that's the same. It like his dad was also the judge in Independence Day. Mm. So every time they have a judge, it's Robert Kadams. 
All right, cool. I love that. I don't remember the, I mean, that's such a small piece of that episode. It's just at the end. I didn't remember that that was definitely the same guy. So then they say policy dictates that we set a hearing with the city council to discuss this. So like, oh, no. And then I'm also like, what policy? Like policy about when the sheriff finds a missing girl and disagreeing with local teenagers (laughs) about it? Yeah. This is where I wished we had Lisa and all of her research for her to, like, research local sheriff uh, and, like, city council policies because she would probably have a lot of information for us. Totally. So Yeah. Lisa is the best researcher. When she's back with us soon, yeah, then then we'll have her crazy research back. (laughs) And who knows? Maybe she'll, you know, backdate her research or... She's definitely going (laughs) to listen to these episodes and then be like, they missed all of these things and I have a lot to say. Yeah, I have yeah. a lot to say. <laughs> um, so I guess while this is pending, they take his badge and gun, mm-hmm. which is a huge deal. I feel deal. like this is always happening in TV. I feel like, yes. I mean, I and I feel like it's not happening enough in real life because we have a lot of Oh my god, no violence happening and nobody seems to lose their job over it. Right. So... You know. No. To be fair, they probably do lose their badge and gun while they're placed on administrative leave, which is and then, a euphemism yeah. for we didn't fire someone who should be fired. Yeah. Not just mm-hmm. fired, but like put on a list of people who, who shouldn't be able to be in p- positions of power yeah. over other people. Yeah. But we head to the hospital and we find Lori is in the hospital. She's recovering. The nurse is checking in on her. She wants some juice. I feel like that's very hospitally. Can we talk about the nurse's giant yellow cardigan? Oh, yeah, sure. That doesn't what? seem realistic <laughs> because, like, for nurses and doctors, they usually provide you with, like, a clinical jacket, at least down here. I don't know about other places. Oh, really? But, like, you get, like, a scrub jacket or, you know, if you're a doctor, you get the white the white coat and you can wear like layers under it but that's extremely unsanitary to have your cardigan out on top of all of your scrubs that that type of i understand just like a zip a putty unzipped or something but that right but this is like it has a lot of fibers that might be coming off of it and it's long it goes down past her hips yeah interesting i i would have never thought about that but i don't work in healthcare and you do yeah (laughs) yeah it's like now that i think of it like yeah when they have long sleeves it's tight sleeves and it's under their scrubs yeah uh, i just want to say that Lori dupree is played by an actress named allison lang she um has not been in a ton of things but it looks like she was also in a movie called christina's house that mm-hmm. has brendan fair in it as well huh. oh yeah so i do love tess is in a cute little candy striper outfit trying to do undercover you're shaking your head, Ashley. Is that also like not a thing? <laughs> I just wrote it down. I was like, did did they still wear the stripes the into in the early two thousands? Is that like a thing that they still did? Yeah, I've never seen something like that in person. So yeah, I did write down. Am I just from a small town, or did they really wear the red stripes? In the early 2000s still. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I've never, I haven't it's spent cute. enough time. Yeah, I haven't spent yeah. enough time in a hospital in the US in general to know if yeah, candy right. stripers really dress like that. Yeah, I also fortunately have not. But something tells me, at least in Massachusetts, that they were not wearing that stuff in my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Um, also, just she's so fucking sassy with her the sexual dysfunction unit is that way. Yeah. 
And Michael's like, <laughs> I wrote hot and saucy or the opposite. Hmm. I don't know. Did she take it too far? Maybe. <laughs> but then Michael wants to see this Lori because Izzy had a flash and he wants to see what she looks like. And they so they like sneak over to her room and Lori is missing. She's escaped. She's gone. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. So we get to Valenti's house and who shows up but Agent Suzanne Duff, also known as Wallace's mom, Alicia Fennell. Yeah. From Veronica Mars, in case you don't know. And if you don't know, go watch Veronica Mars. Yes. Yeah. This actress named Erica Gimple. She also was in uh, Fame. She's like yeah. very well known for Fame. And um, which something that I care about very much. She was a recurring character on ER for six seasons. Oh. I think she worked yes. for like the Department of Children and Families or DSS or whatever they call it there. That's a good long stretch. Yeah, it is. Yeah, six seasons. I'll say it for Lisa. Valenti looks good in this white t-shirt. <laughs> he wears it well. We have to have someone, you know. Yeah. Ogling, ogling him. But I love how in control Agent Def is. She just yeah. like walks in like she owns the place. She's like, you got half and half. Your coffee's shitty. Like, this is a woman after my own heart. She wants a good cup of coffee. Yep. And she's taking charge. Yeah. What I thought was weird is that she said, got any more half and half? Like, how did she know that he had any to begin with? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't spot like an empty <laughs> container on right. the counter or anything. But perhaps she, maybe his cup maybe was she saw one. creamed or whatever. You know, that it gets that lighter color. Mm -hmm. She also judges him for watching Oprah, to which I say, mm -hmm. don't be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> Oprah's great. Also, is it morning? Because like he's drinking coffee, which leads us to believe that it's morning. Um, but then she comments that he's watching Oprah, which I don't know about y'all, but where I lived, Oprah was on at four o'clock in the afternoon every day. Yeah. So, I mean, is it in syndication? Is there reruns playing in the morning? I think it's afternoon. And he's just drinking coffee? Because yeah. if you don't have a, it's your first day without having to go into work, you're going to sleep all day, especially if you were fired, because I'm sure... That doesn't feel great. Yeah. And they were probably at the station very late because it was nighttime when they found Lori oh, and then they were mm -hmm. brought to the police station for questioning. So I'm sure they were there very late. So I guess that's true. He could have slept in because he didn't really get any sleep at night and he could just be having his morning coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not going to judge him. Yeah. And then she showed up and she was like, ooh, an afternoon coffee. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Also, she tried. She like levels with him. And she's like, I want to be straight. But like, but is she? <laughs> I mean, straight or straight? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I can't presume to know somebody's sexuality, but like, it just got me thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> and then we're at school and who do we see but our precious Alex, Alex It's Alex. Alex Oh, we have missed back. him so much. We've missed him so much. And now we find out why he's been missing from episodes. It's yeah. because he was apparently in Stockholm, Sweden. Like, did we know that he was in Sweden? No. No, right? Okay. He just no. disappeared and now. Yeah. And now he's back from Stockholm. We get one of our only laughs in the episode, which is Maria, because she's so, you know, so excited to see him. Overjoyed. Yeah. Uh, Maria nice. has a has Heidi hairdo with the... I love it. With the braid like that. Yes. Do you know what I mean when I say Heidi? Yeah, I do. It's that... I mean, it's a book, and then it was also 
a movie, yeah, or yeah. Mo- multiple movies. Yeah, I just I associate that like braid hairdo with Heidi. Yeah, and uh, Liz has tried to learn to speak some Swedish to him, which is like really sweet and very Liz. Like that tracks. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, looked totally. up Swedish websites and like learned how to speak this language. But also, if he was there for a month, like how much Swedish did he really learn too? I mean, I guess if it's an immersive program, you would have to kind of learn some. It is Alex who probably yeah. like learned some before he went. Mm-hmm. That's true. true. He's nerdy and smart also. Yeah. If he knew he was going, because we yeah. certainly didn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if it was an exchange program, he applied for it, he got in, he was prepared for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we get some nice like newspaper. Uh, like, I re- did you see in the paper? Here's some exposition. <laughs> Sheriff Valenti has been fired. Yeah. And that Lori girl is missing from the hospital. It was in the newspaper. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, newspaper. Yeah. For the exposition. So Liz is there too. Liz and Maria both laugh and are excited when he says he's going to show them his slides. Mm -hmm. I believe that is the second and final laugh of the episode. And Max, you know, is talking to them too. And who does it? Wait, I wrote that Max says he needs you. But who did he say that to? Um, So the transcript says that Maria said that about Max to Liz. Oh, oh, oh. I wrote M says, but yeah, so it's Maria telling Liz that Max needs her. Mm, mm-hmm. Which they are not a couple. They are not a couple. She yeah, she's nothing. not. She is not obligated to to be there for him or whatever. It is very nice if she wants to be, but like, yeah, he needs you is not fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they're trying to be friends at this point, but and she clearly still, you know, has feelings for him. Yeah, and cares about absolutely. him a lot. So Kyle walks right past them. In the hallway, and he's uh, clearly very pissed. And yeah, I mean, I would be too if I felt like these people were responsible for my dad getting fired from his job. And Mm -hmm. he just has increasingly felt like they are messing up his life. Like, you know, even though they saved his life, like they have also messed up his life in a number of ways from his mindset. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's so many things in this episode where I feel like we need our time doesn't make sense, Jingle. This mm-hmm. is maybe a smaller one. I guess if this, the high school is close to the sheriff's office, we we head to the sheriff's office and Kyle has brought his dad some lunch. But then now we're also back in the realm of, so what time was it when he was watching Oprah and brought in oh, to the so station true. to help? Because now he's brought his dad lunch. I don't know. <laughs> but he brought his dad lunch, specifically... Yeah chicken sandwich extra mayo and i think that's hilarious because ashley and i were just having a conversation recently about mayo and i love mayo and she hates it i can't lorena how do you feel about mayo (laughs) if it's real mayo oh delicious i didn't grow up with real mayo like we grew up with like miracle whip and like stuff that's not yeah so now that i'm a grown-up and i know what real man like homemade mayo is so good yeah or even store-bought mayo but that's real like Like the oil and the eggs and like you know but i didn't grow up ever having that so so i have tried both they are both not not for you (laughs) (laughs) so kyle is very hurt Mm -hmm. he's so upset at jim and i don't blame him yeah his dad didn't tell him anything he read about it in the paper yeah like that's so disrespectful to him as like being part of the family 
Yeah. And also, I feel like Kyle has, ever since the beginning of the series, Kyle has tried to, like, be close with his dad and be there. And, like, I think he's really hurt that, like, you didn't come to me with this. Like, I could have been there for you. Like, but no, you didn't tell me any of it. And I had to read about it in the paper. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a consistent problem with Jim and Kyle that... Jim just kind of like shoves him aside in favor of like more, quote, more important things. And it's got to particularly hurt, I feel like, because a lot of it is about like his dad having a secret and and a special bond with these other kids, with like Kyle's peers, but not with him. Right. Mm -hmm. And he knows now. So like he could be involved, but he's still not. Right. Right. They still kept him out of the loop. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it does affect him. I mean, Jim Valenti says, as the kids say, yeah, it sucks big, but it sucks big for Kyle. Like, his dad keeps pushing him aside. Like, mm-hmm. poor Kyle. Um, Jim said, as the kids say, it sucks big. Did did the kids really say that? Like, <laughs> was there ever a point that kids were saying it sucks big? I mean, yeah, I guess, like, start- people have said that, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I always just said it sucks. Yeah, same. I mean, yeah. I still say it sucks. <laughs> so Agent Duff is there, meets Kyle for the first time. Mm-hmm. This is when I wrote down, I like this agent. She's a badass. <laughs> she sure is. <laughs> she takes yeah. my shit. And then we also find out in this scene that Lori's last known address was the Pinecrest Psychiatric Hospital in Texas. Which, by the way, no such hospital. I looked it up. Oh, I'm sure. Also, uh, more time doesn't make sense later in the episode when at the end when Michael and Isabel are at the hospital. I'm like, I mean, I guess New Mexico is next to Texas. so But like, they're big states. Yeah, I'm like, it could be just like just over the border in Texas somewhere. But also like, they drove across state lines again. Yeah. I mean, I guess Isabel is 18 and Michael is an emancipated minor. So I guess they can do whatever they want. But still, they're crossing state lines. They're still in high school. So when do they have time to do this? In the middle of the school day. Yeah. Are any of them going to (laughs) graduate? Yeah. I feel like they either, there's one of two things. They secretly have teleportation powers that they haven't (laughs) told anyone about yet. Or they secretly own a private airplane. Yes. (laughs) Or maybe a helicopter. Yeah, I think probably teleportation. They're aliens. Valenti's beeper goes off and it's Michael telling him to meet him in Fraser Woods. There's something you have to see. How did Michael send this beep? Like, I mean, I guess from a payphone? Like, did he leave the woods to get to a payphone? Yeah, I don't know. We haven't seen Michael with a cell phone. I'll be honest, I don't fully understand beepers. So I don't yeah. know. Like I had a beeper, but like you did? I'm trying to remember how <laughs> like nobody could send me like a text message like that from a beeper. Yeah. It was a code. A code with numbers, right? Yeah. I mean, but there were, I think, fancier ones where you could sort of like do like a voice to text where it would you could s- call a number and like leave a message. Basically, right. Did you and need like an get- operator? Probably. But yeah. But mine was, yeah, you could do like hello with like four, three, seven, seven, zero. Leet speed. You know, yeah. And then you'd have to like find a, a payphone to call back the person who beats yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, I had a beeper in high school. That's amazing. That's how old I am. <laughs> so, Fraser Woods, weird blue stuff at the burial site. Yeah. yeah and Jim is very upset. 
Yeah. He's so worried about them now that the FBI is involved. And like, yeah, I just can't imagine the amount of stress he feels. Oh, so much. (laughs) On top of everything that's going on with them and all their secrets, also having the stigma of his father's career Mm. and everything kind Mm -hmm. of starting to look like it's going the same way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I, he, no wonder he's sleeping until 4 p.m. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And then we head back to the crash town and uh, Max has just been like chilling there for hours. He's the last one left in the diner. He's just Mm -hmm. like, he wants another Coca-Cola. He wants to just sit there and study. He wants to talk to Liz. He wants to make sure she's safe. But he wants to protect her. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of possessive. Yeah, I wrote that too. I was like, it's sweet, but it's also possessive. He's not her boyfriend. And she didn't ask him to stay. No. Yeah. In fact, like, she's kind of implying like, okay, we're closed. You You should leave. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she starts clearing his table when he's not even done. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely clearly implying. Well, if he's been sitting there for hours, she's like, okay, you're the last one here. Leave. Yeah. And who shows up but cute Sean. He wants some orbit rings, which I can only assume are onion rings. Yeah, Yeah, they must be. I just wanted to say, Elisa, I I like Sean too. Oh my god, he's so cute. (laughs) He's like a bad boy. He's so cute. He also wants asteroid pie, and I have a question to present to the group. What kind of pie do we think asteroid pie is? Like a chocolate mousse pie? Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking too, but with like some sort of like green food coloring item added to it oh interesting i was thinking like a cookies and cream pie with like Mm. like a pie that has like crumbled up oreos in the pie yeah oh like it could be like a chocolate mousse but with like cookies crumbled up in it and like a cookie crust chocolate flakes or something Mm -hmm. either way it sounds good and like something i want to eat yeah. Yeah. I'm like, let's just combine them all. It's chocolate mousse with an Oreo crust and like Oreo cookies inside of it and maybe some like green M&Ms inside of it. Mm. So we get the green so element alien-y. and some chocolate flakes on top. That sounds If anyone great. wants to make that and either send yeah. it to us or literally just send us a picture of it, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I did notice in this scene, I, I thought it was cute to see that Max's Coke has a, the little alien straw in it that oh. like Amy DeLuca supplies the crash yeah. down with, which we saw in a much earlier episode. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was cute and nice to see in continuity that that yeah. is still something that is happening in the diner for all of the like continuity issues we've had with like the Valenti's house right. changing yeah. and things to yep. see that like the crash down is still using alien straws. I love that. Liz kind of um, lays down a little line telling Sean that there's no more pie and he needs to leave. He can come back tomorrow. And then turning around and telling Max there's two pieces of pie in the fridge and he can stay as long as he wants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I sort of at first when she says there's two pieces of pie in the fridge, what I envision is that she is going to go get her books and come down and study with him with each of them having a slice of pie. But no, she's going upstairs to hang out with Max's sister and (laughs) Maria and Alex and like and just leaving like Max isn't invited to like attend Alex's slideshow? Right. I didn't even think about that. That like, theoretically, Max is still downstairs. Yeah. Watching over her. Yeah. Yeah. And Sean still gets back in. Yeah. I was going to say, so does then Max decide to leave when she finally goes upstairs? Because otherwise, like, wouldn't Max have stopped Sean from or heard Sean in the kitchen? Like, 
Right. What's the point of like watching over her, protecting her if like the one time somebody like trespasses into her home, he doesn't even catch it. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's some eerie flute music at the Valenti's because Laurie Dupree is in his closet. (sighs) And she does not look okay. No, she does not. The way that she jumps out, my literal note is, Jesus fucking Christ, she could have been punched in the face or shot. (laughs) like hiding in a closet like that and jumping out at someone is uh that is a way to get hurt yeah yeah (laughs) someone with hypothetically uh training to not like be scared upon like a jump like that and be able to like act quickly so like yeah she could have been hurt yeah yeah and then uh we head back to Liz's roof for Alex's little slideshow. And this is where I was like, Isabel looks extra mm. cute. Yep. Her hair is nice. She's looking good. She is excited for Alex to be home. Mm-hmm. And Alex, like, he doesn't give her the brush off, but he just is like, okay, whatever. He plays it cool. Yeah. And Isabel is like, oh, like, yeah. sweet and agreed with you, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she looks so good in this scene in particular like the whole episode mm-hmm. but this scene in particular she is looking very good yes and then this is where we see sean actually breaking and entering into liz's <laughs> home she goes looking for an extension cord and there he is just like eating food out of i don't know if it's either like her home's kitchen which is assumably separate than the actual crash down kitchen it seems more like she's in her home side of things right. as opposed yeah. to like in the crash down so he just like broke into yeah. her house and is eating Not out okay. of her fridge like go home and eat out of aunt amy's fridge <laughs> right. like drink milk out of the carton at aunt amy's house like right i think we skipped something though Oh. oh, did we? Yeah, more of Valenti with Laurie oh, Dupree. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that he calls he's, he calls Isabel for help for backup, and he tells he tells Laurie that she needs to see a doctor, and she says she trusts him, not doctors, and mm-hmm. that uh, it wasn't a man, it was a them, and they're not from That's here. That's right. The people yeah. who or the entities who kidnapped right. her and buried her. Yeah. Um, and he gets a call from Agent Duff and has to leave. And that's when we go back to the balcony. Yeah. yeah. And he calls in Izzy for help. And Max and Michael, we find out too, end up getting called over to help as well. Mm-hmm. Also, Liz seems to be totally oblivious to the fact that Sean is like asking her out. Yeah. Yeah. Totally oblivious. It's very obvious. And she, yeah. I feel like has shown hints of like little blushes here and there like, she yeah, knows. she's been she's been flirty with him. Yeah. Like she yeah. has not totally. like overtly led him on, but she has definitely been flirty with him. Right. Yeah. There's been something between them. Like she's not Yeah. She's like totally ignoring it. And she says that like she and Max aren't together, but they're friends plus. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you've heard of friends with benefits, but have you heard of friends plus? It's when you're no. friends, but you're also dying to be together, but you can't because one of you is an alien. So just like, you know, <laughs> friends plus the complicated alien stuff. Got it. <laughs> I thought you were going to lead me into an actual definition that I wasn't no. aware of, like within the like dating realm. <laughs> nope. Nice. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. That could be happening out there somewhere. It's true. Yeah, yeah it maybe could. that is a thing. We don't know. 
And then, oh, this scene in the grocery store makes me so sad. Yeah. Because Kyle and Tess are grocery shopping and there's some like small town biddies talking smack about Sheriff Valenti and Kyle is overhearing it and he is obviously like upset about it. And then Amy DeLuca. Yeah. Coming Our in local hot. hero, Amy DeLuca. Yes. Yes. I love her. That she just is like, oh, well. <laughs> You'd know all about that, wouldn't you? Because your husband was sleeping with the babysitter. Yeah. And just like leaves these women dumbfounded and then just like mic drop. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we head back to the Valenti house where Lori is still freaking out and uh, Max and Michael show up to help out Isabel. And then when Lori sees Michael, she flips. Yeah. Get away from me. You're dead. You're You're dead. dead, You're dead. You're dead. (laughs) Michael's face is priceless, too. He's just like, what? Yeah. Huh? And yeah. And she escapes the house, takes off running. She also had shown Isabel. She was talking about like how they, you know, stuck her with lots of needles. And she goes to show Isabel the needle sites and there's nothing there. There's nothing. Yeah. And takes off. Mm hmm. And she's like frantically yelling for help, knocking on people's doors, and then, you know, runs into the street and is hit by a car. Yep. My question about this is, I I know that Isabel went to call Valenti while the two boys chased her, but mm-hmm. was that maybe the best plan of action? Could one of the boys have not called Valenti and Isabel chased after? Because I feel like two boys chasing a screaming girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of whom she's terrified of. Yeah, it was like one of those boys is the reason she is even more distressed. Right. Michael should have Uh, stayed behind to call. Yes. And I feel like Isabel chasing her. They could have played that off as her just trying to help her. She doesn't know why she's freaking out. She was just following her. She didn't want her to get hurt. But two two teenage boys chasing her down the street is a lot more suspicious for various reasons. Not a good Uh, look. So I was just like this doesn't look great and because she had been like knocking on everybody's door by the time she gets hit by a car there's a huge commotion and like lots of witnesses yeah yeah i do love though that um like sheriff valenti sees that the aliens are there because obviously they were chasing after Lori. but instead of like making direct contact with them or even making real eye contact with them he just like goes to be a helpful police officer quote unquote mm-hmm. And, like, to clear the scene. And he just says, everybody, like, everybody go home. There's nothing to see here. And just, like, to try Mm -hmm. and, like, get them to leave so they don't get caught at the scene. Right. Yep. And then she starts spilling all the beans. Oh, Oh, she sure does. (laughs) I was hiding at his house. It's this address. It looks like this. This is what the decor looks like. There's a brown couch. There's checkered wallpaper. She says the word aliens several times. The aliens are coming for me. It was his house. He has the aliens. Oh, my God. I just wrote shit. Yeah. Agent Duff is, you know, understandably really upset. And she says Mm -hmm. to him, our arrangement is over. And he's kind of speechless. Like he there's I mean, he can't say anything. There's there's nothing left for him to say. He was already like put on leave and was brought back in just because they needed extra hands on deck for this case. So. Duff is now questioning Valenti and asking him all these questions. And I love that Valenti knows his rights. He's like, you could have asked me these things when my lawyer was here. 
Right. Implying that like they're, they already had like an official questioning and a whole investigation thing happened yeah. um, with his lawyer and his lawyer has now left. And this is just kind of after it. Mm-hmm. And he says to her, don't beat yourself up for trusting me. It may not look like it now, but I am one of the good guys. Yes. You know, because she's really mad and it seems like maybe at herself too for thinking yeah. he was one of the good guys. And we know he is one of the good guys, mm-hmm. but I have to say, like, that sounds like something a bad guy would say. Yeah, it's very <laughs> suspicious. If you have to say you're a nice guy, you're not a nice guy. You're not. You're really not. And now we head back to Liz's part two of trying to do Alex's slideshow because the power blew the first night. So is Maria not there yeah now it's just liz and alex now like no more it's it's assumably the next night because we've had a lot of action happen we mm-hmm. also like because the power went out the night before at the end mm-hmm. of the scene mm-hmm. like he blows the power it's assumably the next night but yeah now so like maria's not here like isabel's not here even though it's the next night like just liz and she ain't paying attention right <laughs> except she paid attention when she saw a beautiful blonde woman Ooh, girl Liana. They're doing a long distance thing. Mm-hmm. Just casual, a casual long distance thing. Um, and he's talking about like, like he is a new Alex Whitman. The old Alex Whitman would have been pining after Isabel, but you know, this is the new Alex Whitman. Yeah, which I like the new Alex too. I liked the old one. I love the new one. Yeah. All Alexes are so great. Yeah. Um, and he shows her a slide of the Aurora Borealis, mm-hmm. and she cries. Yeah, and she gasps when she first sees it. She is like taken aback which Mm -hmm. as someone who is super into science how has she you would think she would know about it she would have seen pictures in i don't know a science book for sure yeah she like (laughs) and he like describes the science behind it to her the science nerd right uh i mean i guess like if he's doing a slideshow and she's seeing it like big a big projection of it as opposed to Mm -hmm. a picture in a book that could be like beautiful and overwhelming but like Liz knows the science behind it. Liz is the science. Liz is the smart right. one, right? <laughs> like to be fair, I think it is like what she's crying about and is emotional about is more than you know the northern yeah. lights she's seeing in front yeah, of her. Absolutely, she definitely takes everything he's saying and relates it back to her relationship with Max. Yep. Yeah. And we see that in a couple scenes. But first, we're at school and Max approaches Kyle, who still is fucking furious, pissed. He does not give a shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he says there is a substance in your dad's office um, and we need your help. And Kyle's just like, okay, so take care of it. Like, don't involve yeah. me. Yeah. Not my problem. Yeah. But Max makes a good argument. Yeah. That it will be less suspicious if Kyle shows up at his dad's office than mm-hmm. just these random kids who are already under suspicion about things, which is a good point. And, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, Kyle does help him also because you know max also makes the point that it it'll be even worse for jim um if they find this in his office and he had been hiding it there yeah yeah which why why would you take that to the office jim what are you thinking yeah take it home uh-huh <laughs> yep. well did he maybe end up going straight back into the office from that thing but then still keep it on your person and take it home with you and take it home don't leave it there a place that is like public domain that they can yeah. look through. Um, so then we go to a place we have not seen in a, so long. The eraser room. <laughs> this um, eraser room looks different than the other eraser room. But it does. 
It does seem to be the eraser room. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there are multiple eraser rooms. That's true. Maybe there's like one on every floor. We don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I think it's funny. She brings him in there and he's like, what's wrong? And she's just like, nothing. <sighs> Ho-hum. Then why did you bring him in there? But yeah. Yeah. Ho-hum. I miss you. We're not in a relationship, but let me just unload on you. And talk about how I want to travel to different countries like Sweden. Peru, Nigeria, New Zealand. Yeah. Why not? All the places. Yeah. (laughs) But also, so here's what I don't get. Like, Max is like, I can't do these things. I'm holding you back. Why can't you do them? He traveled to New York. Like, why can't he travel places? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't you travel now? Like, I don't get that, but whatever. And then he has some... I mean, the dreamers are probably going to be mad at me for saying this is creepy, (laughs) but he's like, I'll be watching you, Liz Parker, wherever you go, and I'll be waiting for you when you come back. And I'm like, that is creepy. (laughs) (laughs) So creepy. It really is. Also, their body language here is hot, 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 is what I wrote. (laughs) Like, really? I mean, he turns toward her like they look like they're going to kiss. It's like the body language is really saying a lot. So Kyle does sneak in to his dad's office. Um, He's looking through the drawers and he finds a bag of Big Chew, which I thought at first was like that bubble gum. That bubble gum is called Big League Chew. Yeah, because the Big League Chew is based on tobacco. Big Chew, right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Which also we've never seen Valenti chewing tobacco, which no, thank it's goodness gross. because that's a gross habit. Oh, so gross. Yeah, but he's hidden the blue stuff. Kyle finds it and then gets caught by Agent Duff as he's trying to sneak out. Mm-hmm. I love his little cover story, like, "Oh, my dad needed to." This is some good lying on Kyle's part, yeah, by the absolutely. way. He's like, it's- "Oh, my my dad was supposed to sign my report card. He didn't do it." I have to turn it in like I came to get it and just like grabs a piece of paper off of the desk like, oh, here it is. I found it. Well, so I thought that it was a good lie, but that Mm -hmm. he wasn't good at delivering it. Like it was good. It was good thinking, but his face was not convincing. Yeah, no, not at all. And the way he just like looks down right in front of his face and grabs it, like snatches it up. Oh, here it is right here. Ha ha. Like, mm. (laughs) yeah, no, he thought fast, like for a cover story. He didn't execute it well, but like good on him for like improving and like coming up with a cover story. It's still better lying than other people in Roswell. And then thank goodness that Tess is there having his back and because she uses her mind warp to make the blank piece of paper look like a report card saved by the test mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and he like he's like looking down like tail between his legs as she's looking at the piece of paper at duff is looking at the you know ostensibly blank piece of paper and she's just like yeah. i didn't like trigonometry either so pretty awesome Thank you, Tess. Yeah. And then we head to the city council office where we get Valenti reliving his trial. I love this. I mean, it's very sad that the way they shot this with him in the empty room, sitting Mm -hmm. alone, and we get to hear like the final uh, call or whatever. And it's so sad. Yeah. And I felt like this too, like it is a poignant moment the way they filmed it, but it also was like a clever way for them to get out of having to have more actors yeah. and more things in the set going on. But it all, it does come off as a very poignant moment as well. Mm-hmm. And just like a simple 
like, you know, it happened and he just can't even bring himself to leave. He just is reliving it in his mind, which like, who of us doesn't do that when something shitty happens? (laughs) Just keep reliving it in your in your head and continuing to be upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. We head back to the crash down. The gang is all here. Kyle is pissed off. Uh, He wants everyone to stay away from his family. And the look in Tess's eyes when he is saying this, she is so heartbroken and upset. And it makes me sad. Yeah, it it is really sad to see her face. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that he's talking about Max and Max and Michael. But coming from her perspective, like, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Especially as close as... As they've gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also sucks because like it's not their fault. Like they don't want to have this drama either. They don't right. want this stuff to happen either. Yeah. Also, why did he feel the need to move that blue thing into a clear bag? Like leave it in the big chew bag. <laughs> Keep it hidden. Um. He also, when he goes to pass it to Max, uh, drops it like, you know, one of those classic yeah. bully moves. And, and you see people's yeah. faces. I mean, it's very like that is a symbolic move. Everyone was kind of shocked by it. Yeah. And it's like one thing if he did it while like quickly passing it to him and like looking a different direction, but he stares him right in the eyes and drops it. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. very clearly on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had to, we've got just our, our, our fab three test is not present in this moment, I believe, mm-hmm. but we have Michael really wants to figure out the blue crystals, but Max and Isabel are more worried about Valenti and Michael is just being so Michael. He's like, what? He gave up a crappy job. Like, so what? <sighs> like, but he also makes a good point. He's like, Valenti chose this. So let's like, he chose to help us. And yes, he mm-hmm. lost his job, but let's make that worth something. Yeah. Like, so we need to, we need to finish this. We need to find out what's going on because he went out on the line for us and started this. So we need mm-hmm. to finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, he starts off talking. It seems like he's just being a jerk, but really he ends up being like, you know, like really revering. I don't know okay. if that's the right word, but Valenti and, you know, grateful yeah. for the sacrifice he's made for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's not lost on him. Right. Um, And then Max just uh, takes, you know, out of the, out of the closet. He's like, oh, look, I have a microscope. Yeah. And those those cells are all glowy and sparkly and blue and pretty. I laughed. I laughed out loud when I saw them. Like, oh, yeah, that looks real. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and they're pulsing, as he says. Yeah. And then back at the Valenti house, Valenti is sleeping in again, sleeping his day away. Messy hair. And Amy shows up to take him on a picnic. It's so sweet. And, and to go on some paddle boats. Yeah, she's got a picnic basket. She's got a day planned. And then when he tries to get it, he's like, oh, I need to clean the gutters. She's like, okay, I'll clean the gutters with you. Like, she just is like, I'm here to be here for you. You need a friend in your life right now. Let me be your friend. Mm. She also says she brought her killer potato salad, to which I say, yum. And does it have mayonnaise and mustard in it? Because that would be (laughs) rocking. Sorry, Ashley. I prefer mustard potato salad, but. I get down on some potato salad. Yeah. Yeah. I can eat stuff that ha- that's like made with mayo. I cannot eat right. mayo on a sandwich or like on, yeah, no thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> thank God when we go back to the crash down, it's mustard they choose to use. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, to squeeze our problems into, which is like. <laughs> what do you think she wrote? 
Grow up. She wrote grow. Grow. I think because just she wants to grow. But grow isn't a problem. It's a goal. No, it's not. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, she wants to grow beyond Roswell. Don't eat your goal, eat your I problem. I guess that's why I thought it was weird. I was like, grow. Yeah. And then I thought, is she writing grow up? So when he lifts it up to see what she wrote. It's talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And also the way that she... <laughs> Oh, my God. The way she takes this huge burger and opens her mouth, like, as big as she can get it. And then there's, like, just a teeny, tiny little bite out of it. And I was like, oh. (laughs) If she had truly done that and had to chew as much as she had to chew and, like, stuff, there would have been a huge bite taken out of that burger. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Also, Sean tells her she looks like roadkill, which go fuck yourself. Fuck you, Sean. Also, she does not look, she looks super glamorous. Like, I feel like her wavy hair is supposed to be, like, disheveled, like she didn't put herself together because her hair is typically always, like, very stick straight. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the wavy hair looks, like, glamorous and, like, sexy bedhead. It doesn't Mm -hmm. look haggard, which is, I think, what they were going for. Yeah. Definitely not. It's like Hermione, like, in the movies. You know, her hair is, like, crimped. It's not, like, you know, untamed. Yeah. Um, I do love this little, like, writing your problem in mustard thing. It, like, makes me fall in love with Sean a little more. Mm-hmm. It's a cute idea. It is. It's so cute. If someone told me to do that, I would be all over that. Mm-hmm. So cute. So then we head back out to Amy's car. They have, like, had their nice little date day. And they're going to, like, get some little kissy-kissy action going on again. (laughs) I wrote, ooh, Jim and Amy, Jim and Amy, Jim and Amy. Lisa's going to hate this. (laughs) Because I remember being like, I love them together. And her being like, absolutely not. Yeah, no, their age difference is too extreme. But they're both adults. Like, what does it yeah. matter? Now, when she was 16 and he was arresting her because he thought she no, was No, that's cute, messed up. That's fucked. Yeah. But now that they are both fully adults, like, yeah, dude, yeah get it on. It. Do what you want. Yeah. And then we head back to the Valenti house and Tess is, she's packed up. She's ready to go. She took what Kyle said seriously. She's like, I'm sorry. I took over your space. I took over your home. I get it. You don't want me here. I'm gone. She's like, I heard what you said. I know you were talking about me, basically. Um, and he yeah. was not. He almost cries. He's like, Tess, yeah. no. And he like gets this little little frog in his throat. He's like, don't leave. He's yeah. like, you're part of the family I was trying to protect. I'm like getting teary just talking about this. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, well, you're my favorite human. And he goes, well, you're my favorite Martian. It's so cute. It's so sweet. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. I want like merch that says you're my favorite human on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's make it. Should we do that? I really want to do that. <laughs> now, fast forward to Michael and Isabel are now at Pinecrest. Like they're in Texas. Teleportation time. Yep. Like smashing a window. They bust this tiny little window. And I just want to I want to see the scene of them struggling to crawl down through it because they are both so tall. Agreed. <laughs> With broken like, glass everywhere. Yeah. I want to yeah. see that scene. I agree. And yeah. also... She gives him shit for, like, using his powers to smash the window. How about instead of a your powers or a, or a foot, use your powers to, like, open a window or open a door somewhere? Yeah. Like, yeah. unlatch yeah. it. Like, you can't they just, like, make a hole in a wall, wouldn't you think? Yeah. <laughs> just make yourself just, a like, door and then erase the, the door. Like, I don't. Yeah. 
still cause property damage. <laughs> yeah. To a psychiatric hospital, which is probably underfunded because they always are. Yeah. And now yeah. they're going to be like, this window got broken. And then they're going to look down they there know. and see like, well, what was touched? Like what? Mm-hmm. Now there's going to be a full investigation launched probably. And <laughs> yeah, you could have avoided smart. all of that. If you had just made yourself a door. I do want to point out, though, that Michael, you know, is way more in control of his powers than he was when we yep. first uh, met him. Yep. Yeah. So good for him. But, like, think about what you're doing. Yeah. And they're going through files. They find the Lori Dupree file, but it's empty. They're also not being very quiet, if I can just point no, this not. out. Like, Isabel is wearing shoes that sound like a teacher. Clack. Yeah. And it's not... They're not being quiet. Yeah, I wrote, can they be any louder? Smash the glass. Michael, look over here. Also, touch everything with no gloves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then, yeah, Izzy finds uh, bags of personal effects and finds one with Lori's name on it and starts going through it. And there's like old pictures in there. And then like, dun, dun, dun. It's like a picture of Michael, but he's like an old timey farmer. Grandpa 1935, it says. Yeah. And like, that is Michael. You know, it's like, obviously a picture of Brendan Fair. Yeah. So what is going on? Yeah. I love that too. She's like, it looks just like you. And he's like, no, that's me. That is me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So crazy. So now let's dive into our hot and saucy. Now let's see. Who's hot and saucy? What are y'all's picks for hot and saucy today? I know mine. Mine is Amy DeLuca in the store sticking up for Jim because she, I feel like she would have done that regardless, but she sees Kyle and she's like, oh, hell no. And so she goes in hard. Mm. And I mean, Amy is always hot. But Mm -hmm. she is particularly saucy in this moment, and I am here for it. Hell yeah. My hot and saucy is Agent Duff when she shows up at Valenti's house in the beginning, and she's just like, walks in like she owns the place, and she's like, you're going to help me. I need this. I want to make, I want a promotion by age 35. I'm a powerful woman. Where's your coffee? Like, that's my hot and saucy pick. (laughs) So I wanted to give my hot and saucy pick to something with Sean, but there wasn't like, like there were specific moments that I liked, but not that I felt were hot and saucy. So Mm -hmm. my hot and saucy for this week, for this episode goes to Tess in her candy striper outfit. Nice. Telling Michael that the sexual dysfunction unit is that way. (laughs) Nice. Because she's definitely (laughs) saucy and like she looks so damn cute in that outfit. Nice. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks on Tuesday, March 23rd with Season 2, Episode 13, Disturbing Behavior. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Roswell Hot Sauce or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Roswell Hot Sauce. As always, you can find show notes and more info over at roswellhotsauce.com or you can send us an email at roswellhotsauce at gmail.com. Pass the Hot Sauce is produced and edited by Ashley Hullett. Our theme music is by David Belcourt, and our logo was designed by Billy Murray. Until next time, remember... It may not look like it now, but I am one of the good guys. <laughs>